Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Claire. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me today, our director, Dr. Claire LaMonica. Hi, Claire. Hi, Jim. Hey, we're doing a little update episode today. We are. Um, we, we talked originally about the course you're teaching this semester well before it started. You were in the planning process. And just the way time and space kind of warp when you're doing a podcast, we are already halfway through your course. It also kind of has to do with the particulars of that course. So uh, we wanted to do a little update today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, well, you were you were kind of floated back into the building <laughs> after your first day of teaching, and I knew, ah, I it's did. time for an update. I did. So yeah. t- tell us, first of all, it's the course is called LINK. What does that mean again, and what's yeah. it all about? It's, it's IDS 122, um, Freshman Seminar Learning in Communities. It's about, it's about transition to college. Okay. Um, so there are three elements that are shared among all uh, all sections and those are civic engagement diversity they they go to the um, human uh, the human library mm-hmm. and career and major exploration and then other than that we're you know we're doing some things about how learning works and um, time management and mm-hmm. some of the things that they were kind of worried about at the beginning. Yeah. So, um, and this it's, is a, it's, it's great. It's, but it's only eight weeks long. Right. So as of Wednesday, Wednesday, you know, a couple of days from now, we're halfway through. We're done right. with our, our first four weeks. So it's already midterm for you. Yes, it's, it's midterm. Yikes. And, and we should also mention, I think in, uh, you had mentioned before that students uh, self-select into this class. So yes. it is not a, this is not a, um, a no, special program for, that they're in. Or... A, a population of at-risk students or right. anything like that. Um, a, a lot of, I think that um, athletes are required to take some sort of class like this, not mm-hmm. necessarily this one. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, yeah, they're just self-selected. So it's midterm, but let's talk about before the class started first. Because one of the things we talked about in that last episode, which of course we'll link to in the show notes for today's uh, episode, uh, one of the things we talked about was preparing your syllabus, that you were just getting ready to do that. So I wanted to ask you, are you happy with the syllabus as as you ended up with it? You know what? I am pretty happy with the syllabus. Um, I don't yet have a course schedule. (laughs) So that's a little embarrassing. You heard, I, you heard it here first, yes, folks. Yes, you heard it here first. Um, I've told Pam Ambrose, who's the um, the um, associate director of University mm-hmm. College, and she sort of oversees this this course. And so I have I have made my confession to uh, Mother Pam, mm-hmm. and um, she seems to be okay with it. I'm yeah. I'm actually just kind of having to feel my way through it um, based on what the students seem to need and how much time things take it's i'm it, i'm finding i'm struggling a little bit with timing mm-hmm. um it's a 50 minute class it's a long time since i taught a 50 minute course too, too short or too long too short too short okay pretty much for every session i plan what we're going to do and then i go back and i cut it by a third <laughs> yeah so yeah so um i just didn't have good luck trying to sort of Except for just the big things. Okay, well, we'll do community engagement first, mm-hmm. and then we'll do human library, and then mm-hmm. we'll do, um, you know, career and, and major exploration. So I, I sort of put those chunks in, but I'm, 
I'm filling in the in-betweens as we go. Well, Mother Pam is a friend of the of the show. And she I know, is. I know she is she forgiving. Is. You are going through now, and you're approaching midterm. And we also talked about, uh, we've always talked about the importance of assessing a course at midterm. Yes. What did you finally decide on as far as how you're going to do that? Well, actually, I just worked that out. This, um, this course has a, a peer instructor assigned to it. I have a wonderful peer instructor. Her name is Kateri, and she is a sophomore. She took this course last fall. She's a um, Dean's List student. Mm-hmm. Um, doing very well with her her own study she's looking a little tired to me these days she's <laughs> she does a lot but um she and i just this morning sort of figured out how we're going to do this so on on fr- on wednesday the, uh, at the second class of the week we only meet twice a week mm-hmm. so on wednesday she is going to pass around a piece of paper and have each student choose a unique identifier so she'll get their names and their unique identifiers. And then she's going to take that away. And then I'm going to create a survey that pretty much asks the standard midterm chat questions about, you know, what what's helping them learn, what's making it difficult for them to learn, are there things I could be doing better, are there things they could be doing better. I'll have them enter the unique identifier so that way, we'll have a list of identifiers and we'll know who's done it so they can get some participation credit for mm-hmm. having done, completed the survey. But I won't have any way of connecting names to individual responses because mm-hmm. I won't see what those unique identifiers are. Um, Kateri can just, you know, right. she can take care of the bookkeeping and she won't see what their responses were. So, so you've created sort of a, of a, a wall there. So where you can, a wall, so built a wall. you don't have to bring and take the extra time in a class where, again, you're halfway through it already uh, this semester. Um, you don't have to take the extra time of bringing in someone from the outside to facilitate this. You've created right. sort of a blind. Yeah. That, that, that and I would have, I would have loved to have a mid, I actually would have loved to have somebody from here come and do a midterm chat um, as threatening as that might be. But, um, <laughs> But um, I, you know, I just, I just don't have time. I mean, we're halfway through, and I can't believe it. Right. I just, I feel like we just started. So, so well, and essentially, you just did. Plus, you had yeah. Labor Day off. We talked about how that's, that's right. a challenge for those of us teaching on Mondays this mm-hmm. semester. Um, and you know, it happens every semester or every, uh, almost every There's semester. Something. There's, There's something, something that that always <laughs> lands. Do your students realize that the class is almost halfway over? I mean, you seem very keenly aware of it. That it is. I would imagine it's unusual for them to have such a compressed learning experience in some ways. Well, I think it's very unusual for them because these are first semester freshmen. So they're basically used to courses that last um, 185 days. I mean, they're coming from high school where not all, but many, if not most courses last for the whole year. and Mm -hmm. And they have four quarters. I actually said to them this morning, you know, we're on Wednesday, we're halfway through this class. And they sort of jerked their heads up and looked around a little bit. Yeah, I would imagine. Deer in the headlight-ish. And I said, you know, that means, you know, at the end of this course, you'll be halfway through your first semester at college. So Uh you're halfway through your... (laughs) Yeah, you're halfway through your first half. Yeah, you're halfway through your first half. So um, a a few of them looked a little dismayed or or taken aback. But um, nobody got up and ran out of the room or anything. So. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And you, you have, you did tell me you had a couple students drop yeah. the class, but that's, that's normal I've for any course, right? I've lost three, and it just breaks my heart, you know, yeah. and, and I don't know. 
one of them came to college and immediately got very sick. Yeah. And and I and I, I get that. And yeah. I, I don't know. Um she came in she came to class after missing a couple of classes and, and so I feel I am so sick and, and she looked awful. And so she was uh-huh. either physically sick or she was just frantically homesick, one you know, right. one or the other. So that one I sort of expected there was one that was just a total surprise. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. I don't understand this at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another one sort of hadn't been doing the work. So the writing was kind of on I the wall, as it were. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't entirely surprised because they had just sort of disengaged. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, mm-hmm. so, but it still feels like I, I really started out the semester meaning to catch people really early. And I, I did at, at the end of. After four classes, I emailed four students who were mm-hmm. not turning in all their work, and I said, hey, let's meet to talk about your progress in this class, and maybe that was too threatening of language because two of them immediately dropped. <laughs> the other two came in to see me and were very, very grateful yeah. and, and clueless. They had yeah. no idea that they weren't doing well. I think because, you know, at that point it was pretty early and there hadn't been a lot of work. So right, right. just missing one or two assignments yeah. was, was really hurting them. Yeah. Um, and so it didn't seem like a big deal to yeah. them until it sort of was. So. And, and plus, timing-wise, you know, after four class periods or two weeks for this particular course, that it was... was a quarter of the class. It, well, <laughs> it, it not only was it a quarter of the class, so, it, it, you know, the grades are having a little bit more significance. You're a quarter of the way through through the semester, but also that's about the same time that the deadline is to drop a class and still get all your money back and everything else. Oh, so they had, yeah. so I think they probably had a... Uh, yeah, um, they may have had that deadline. I used to keep track of that deadline and yeah. kind of let students know if, you know, if I thought they might be... Yeah, aren't you always afraid, aren't you always afraid to bring it up though? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like that too. I hate to mention it. It's like, yeah. whoa, are they going to run, you know... Yeah, I, would you like to, if, but... if you really hate this course, then you're <laughs> out the is... Time. Yeah, now's the time to <laughs> yeah. pack your parachute. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, we all have we all have students drop courses yeah, all the I time. And so, I mean, and yeah. I know better to take it than to take it personally. But yeah. you know, that's just who I am. We always yeah. wonder the the one that got away, right? Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. That sort of thing. So, yeah. what you know, when you went into this course with a lot of questions about what do eighteen year old fresh on campus college students what are they like nowadays? Because you hadn't taught in about ten years. You hadn't taught freshmen in about twelve years. I think you said I was terrified. I, are are I you think, still terrified? I think I said that. I think yeah. I said that. In the first. You know what? I got into the class the first day, and it was mm-hmm. like I'd never left. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was so, um, it felt so good and so natural for me. So I I sort of got over that initial, you know, awfulness right away, mm-hmm. or that initial terror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I and, and I discovered that the students are... Um, you know, we, I don't know if people here understand how amazingly nice our students are. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our students are incredi- just incredibly nice human beings, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the, I mean, I, I, I guess I can't say that about all 21,000 of them. But, yeah, no, we have, know, we're, but, yeah. but generally speaking, yeah. and um, they're still nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, they weren't. Um, I, they they have not appeared to me to be any more um, needy or um, wanting their hands held or right. anything like right. that than freshmen ever have been. So yeah. maybe it's because I'm used to teaching freshmen. Maybe that sort of 
doesn't show up until right. later. Maybe people teaching juniors and seniors don't expect them to need that anymore, and they're finding yeah. that they do. But um, I'm not. I'm not finding that. I'm actually finding them a little reluctant to ask for help. Yes. So yes. Um, and and that's not, that also has not changed. Yeah. Um, that you know that's always kind of been the case with freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that surprised me that shouldn't have is, you know, there's a lot of literature out there that says, hey, just because they're digital natives doesn't mean that they're great with technology mm-hmm. or the kinds of technology that they need to use for um, for their schoolwork. Right. So one of the things I asked them early, I had them do a, a student information sheet after the first day. I asked them how comfortable they felt with technology. And Almost all of them said, "Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable with technology." Right. One, one student said, "Well, my dad and I have built three computers, but I'm not sure I really could say I'm comfortable with technology." I was like, "Well, okay, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's fine." But in fact, many of them have been flummoxed for by things like I asked them to insert a photograph in a document, mm-hmm. and or to insert a photograph into their blog on ReggieNet, their their journals. And they just, they would write the whole journal entry. And then at the end, they'd say, well, I have a picture, but I don't know how to put it in here. Right. And so, you know, we, we're having to address some of that. And I wasn't surprised that they weren't altogether comfortable with ReggieNet, although I think more and more our students are coming with some experience with learning management systems. Yes, their, I think so too. Schools. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, ReggieNet is different. But I have had a, a couple of students sort of, I don't know. They have state that has been the stated cause for late assignments or something like that. I well, had trouble I didn't with know Reginet. How to do, I had trouble with. I didn't know how to do that in Reginet. Right. And so could be an excuse, but I think not in every case. I think sometimes right. they they just didn't. So, well, you know, one of the first things I do, and this is with juniors even, and but I also did this when I when I taught freshmen a few years ago, and Reginet was was new and young. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually created an assignment where the assignment is essentially to upload something. And yeah. so especially if, if I'm dealing with media files other than Word documents or yeah. something, I have them record it, and you figure out how to get that off your phone and on the ReggieNet. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in class next week. Yeah. In fact, I, we're talking about it tonight. Yeah. So. <laughs> I actually, I probably should have done that, and I could very easily have done that on the student information sheet because mm-hmm. I could have had them include a picture of themselves. And sure. That. I have been incorporating into the assignment um, – Links to the videos for students on the, the student help videos that we have on the CTLT website. Yes. There's little, little videos like how to, how to submit an assignment in Reginet. How to check your grades. And, how to yeah. check your grades in Reginet. And so I've been um, putting those as hyperlinks. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have one, for example, on how to create your um, how to create your blog in Reginet, you right, know. And, right, um, So I sort of tried to give instructions for that. But... Um, mm-hmm. I, that wasn't as successful. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and I think when we talk about digital, so the the phrase digital native, to me has has changed a little bit. I think the original assumption is just like you said that they're all computer wizards because they grew up, you know, right. with computers next to their cribs it's just or a whatever. They just yeah, they just absorbed it in right. the womb or something. I I really think though that what it really speaks to is more of a cultural impact. Um, that they're used to being connected. They have a need yeah. to be connected in yeah. ways that we're not. They're used to being able to, they're, they're much more of a look it up on the spot sort of yes. generation than we are people who would read books to figure out things yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think that doesn't surprise me to hear you say that. They do like, um, 
So a couple of times I've asked them to bring things to class, mm -hmm. and I've said, um, hey, I need you to have this work in class. You can bring it as a, a hard copy, you know, printed out on paper, or you can bring it on your laptop or your phone or, you know, whatever mobile device you have with you in class. And um, they like that, and mm -hmm. they tend to bring it. Um, they, they seem to be, well, I don't know. Maybe they're about 50-50, but yeah. at, at least half of them want to do that. They want to bring their phone or their, mm -hmm. um, usually it's a phone, mm -hmm. um, or, or their laptop, and just show it to us that way and, yeah. and call it up. So there, there was an interesting study that I've, I've used in some of the workshops I do here at CTLT a few years ago that talked about students' attitudes and um, looking at the difference between social behavior, or, um, yeah, social behavior, uh, what we would call off-task behavior in class with <laughs> oh. these devices and educational purposes for yeah. using this technology. So social social reasons to use technology and educational reasons. Students like to have the option to use stuff for educational reasons, but they resent being told they have to. Yeah, yeah. That, well, and, that, that's and kind I of the really, catch-22. I honestly didn't care. So, yeah. I, you know, as long as they had access to the work. Um, mm -hmm. I, it is interesting, you know, I didn't, I don't think there's even a technology policy or statement in my syllabus because I sort of thought, well, I'll wait. And if it's a problem, we'll talk about it and mm -hmm. we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I've had, I've had zero problems with See? students being, you know, on their cell phones or, you know, yeah. they, you know, they're, they're using them. I have a couple who come in. Um, there are, there are several of them that this is their first class of the day. And some of them tend to get there pretty early. Sure. And so They'll come in and sit down in the class, you know, or out in the hall, mm -hmm. you know, 10 or 15 minutes before class starts. But um, and they'll have their phones out or they'll have their earplugs in or mm -hmm. whatever. But um, pretty uniformly. And, and maybe this is because they're still freshmen and they're, you know, they're used to high school rules. But they're I think they're that's probably unplugged. exactly. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's what it is. When um, wait, wait till I have them as juniors. I'll yeah. tell you the horror stories. <laughs> It'll be a different story. Because they will have learned. <laughs> no, because when I uh, again, when the last time I taught freshmen would have been the fall of 2015. OK, so, a couple years so ago. two years ago. It has not that long ago. And that, I swear, that was the first kind of cohort of students who went through all four years of high school oh, with, with, with a mobile device, or at least most oh, of them did. Okay. I mean, there's always the socioeconomic thing, and right. can they afford it? But I think almost all of them probably had a cell phone, at least, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and they had been told to put the bleeping thing away for four <laughs> years. So no matter how egalitarian, how open I wanted to be building a learning community, no, they, they actually were reluctant at first to, to, yeah. to take them out. Yeah. So that might be some of what you would that's you probably That's probably it. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's any kind of magic bullet or anything. No, I, no, no. Because I no. just, as I say, I didn't even address yeah. it. I just decided, ah, eh, I'll wait till it yeah. becomes, if it becomes an issue, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But it, it has not yet. So. Okay. Well, that's um, good. So, lucky me. Woo! Yeah. No, you kind of lucked out there. Now, now you may find, uh, it'll, I'll be interested to see if that's reflected in the midterm feedback that you get in some way. Yeah. We'll have to see oh, how yeah. they, you know, if they say anything about it or if they're just not sure what to make of it yet. Because, again, it is yeah. early days for them. They may not be sure what to make of me yet. Well. <laughs> they're like, whoa. You know, there, 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 there is something, we've talked before about how exciting it is to have freshmen uh, their first semester on campus. And teaching is always a, an awesome responsibility. But you do kind of feel, don't you, that the pressure is a little bit more because, you know, you, you, you are going to be judged. But, but, also, but also you may end up being what they judge everyone else by. Oh, in subsequent oh I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. O oops. Mm, oops. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah I will I, say the thing that I that I was worried about has, to a certain extent, come to pass. I as, as I was leaving the class today, there were um, some other people coming into the classroom. There, I, I'm not sure that there's a class. I don't think there's a class in that classroom right after me. Mm-hmm. But there is a reading group that meets in there occasionally. Mm-hmm. And last week there was some random thing. I don't even know what it was. But anyway, there was somebody coming with students, and they were using the room. Um, but this morning as I was leaving, um, some of my colleagues were standing in the hallway and they said, ooh, master teacher, the, here's, here uh. comes the master teacher <laughs> from her work. And I was just like, don't even, don't. Don't even do that. Don't even do that. <laughs> don't go there because, you know, I, I, there's still plenty of time for me to just fall on my face. And I have no idea what, what the students are thinking. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. except for the three who left. But, and I don't well, know but I don't think were. that I has to do with it. I don't know yeah. what they were thinking. Yeah. But um, so I'll know more after the midterm feedback. Sure. Yeah. So let's wrap it up with one final question. Um, and we kind of discussed this a little bit before we started record, recording. Um, have you had an aha moment or have the students, have you seen the lights turn on <laughs> at some point this semester? We had a, we had a funny moment this morning. They, the, this morning, they were quite engaged this morning and I wasn't sure how they would take this. Um, I had told them we would spend some time this semester, um, or this eight weeks talking about how learning works so mm-hmm. they could sort of apply that to their other classes. And, um, so we spent some, I planned a class today where we would talk about prior knowledge, uh, you yeah. know, which is something we always talk about here, you know, activate their prior knowledge, make right. sure you're, you know, connecting what they're learning with what they already know. And of course, what the research tells us is prior knowledge can help or prior knowledge can hinder, you know, mm-hmm. it depends on the circumstances. But I wanted to take that from a student perspective. So what if you're a student and your instructor isn't spending the time activating prior knowledge? Um, mm-hmm. So what what could you do as a student? So I told them that it's their job mm-hmm. to um, access and assess prior knowledge. And they need to sort of figure out what the topic is. So, for example, if they have a reading assignment, they can mm-hmm. look at the reading assignment, see, you know, read the title, read the subtitles, you know, get a, get an idea. And then think about what they already know about this topic and what questions they have. But they should also think about how sure they are. Oh, okay. And... Interesting. We had talked earlier in the semester about cognitive dissonance and what that meant. So anyway, I had them, they had come to class with lists of things we think we already, things we already know about how learning works. And then I had them meet in small groups. And as a group, they had to come up with three things that we're sure of, Mm -hmm. you know, three things that we think probably aren't really true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some questions that we have. So the, I said, okay, so what's one thing drawing on the groups? What's one thing? That you're, you know, sure about, and sure enough, the first thing that came out of their mouth, somebody raised his hand and said, um, "We all have different learning styles." <laughs> and you said, and I, "I have said, a podcast you should listen to." <laughs> I said, "Okay, I'm so sorry," <laughs> but that, in fact, is not true, yeah, yeah. and they just all gaped at me because I mean, it's so it, ingrained in the culture we've so, talked about that it's yeah. and i told him i said you know this is cognitive dissonance for you and i said believe me it's cognitive dissonance for me i mm-hmm. said i have spent a 40 year long you know teaching career mm-hmm. with this in mind mm-hmm. and i said now you know whoa whoops here here's the research so um yeah we all had kind of an aha moment they <laughs> and i think it helped them to know that even 
we as teachers, or maybe especially we as teachers, yeah. have moments yeah. where we have to say, okay, well, yeah, I've been doing that for 30 years, but mm-hmm. oops, yeah. my bad. <laughs> so, and we have to, you know, readjust. Yeah, so we do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Claire, thank you so much. Thank you. And that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Let's Talk Teaching. Find out more about our podcast. Go to our website ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. You'll find links to this episode and past episodes as well. For Dr. Claire LaMonica and everyone here at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, until we talk again, happy teaching.